1: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Three Essential Questions. I am the host, Pam Myers, and my co-host, Erica Yoko with virtual personal assistance. We do this every Thursday morning, as most of you probably know, at 9.30 and then we record the event and we showcase it on several social media platforms. And the goal is to talk with different business owners throughout our area and get their answers to our three essential questions. Our guest today is Isaac Rivas Sabal, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly.
0: Um, Sable. Sable, but great. Sable. Yeah. yeah,
1: okay, Sable. thank Wonderful. you. Um, and um, Isaac is the founder and head of school at Vos Collegiate school. Vaughan's Collegiate Preparatory Charter School is a six to eight grade middle school with a focus on computer science, oral literacy, and social justice. Um, It's been quite a um, journey for Isaac in getting this school approved, which I'm sure we'll hear a little bit. I hope we hear a little bit about that. The school will now open its doors in Albuquerque in August of 2021. So Isaac, welcome.
0: Thank you so much, Pam. Um, yes, it's it's definitely been a journey to get to the starting line. Many have said you have made it across the finish line. No, we have not. we mm. authorized and so we're, we're right at the, at the starting point of, of authorizing and, and launching this school successfully and I would be remiss if I you know didn't extend a large amount of gratitude to you, Pam to your chamber because of the you know unwavering support that you all provided, um, you all were really pivotal in, in getting us to to getting authorized, and so I, I can't be I can't say enough about how grateful I am about about your support. so thank you for that.
1: you're absolutely welcome. yeah,,
2: now, say those three things again because it sounded like everything that I got crap for in middle school. Because I was like the nerd who was into the computers and I was into the, you know, <laughs> the social part of it and all that. And I got like, in entra- <laughs> you know, people looked at me like I had three eyeballs. It sounds like you're like building this whole thing around Ooh. the cool kids like us, like me. Absolutely. Was-
0: listen, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Computer science is, is huge, right? And what, yeah. is it trying, what, is, what is it that we're trying to do with this school? What we're trying to do is we're trying to, you know, change the economic landscape of Albuquerque? And how do we do early exposure to alternative pathways for our students? Um, you know, in, in, in New Mexico, we're only graduating about 42% of our students with a computer science degree, and only about 16% of those those students are, are, are women. And so um, there's definitely an opportunity here to really capitalize on that and ensure that all of our students Students collectively, starting at the sixth grade level, have that exposure to computer science. Um, and and you know what does that look like for our students? That means that you know in all of their core content areas, they're going to be exposed to computer science. It's going to be spiraled through every single um, core content core subject class that they take. There's also going to be a separate computer science class where they're building foundational skills so that they can then apply those skills to um, other core content areas. Um, I, I didn't want us to just be labeled a computer science school just for the sake of being uh, a computer science school. And so I, I didn't want this computer science class to just be a throwaway elective. I wanted it to be woven into the DNA of, of who the school is. Um, in terms of, of the, you know, the social justice piece, you know, the, same, the, the name of the school is Voice. voice. Um, and you know, oral literacy is a huge part of our, our curriculum as well. Uh, speech and debate is going to be a core content area for our students and how do we how do we equip our students with the supports the skills to be able to express themselves and articulate their opinions um, in such a way that is fact based but um, is also you know rooted in in their own experiences right experiences are are very important but I also want to make sure that our kids have you know the facts to support those opinions um, and I think in, in you know the current state of our nation, the the political climate, it's it's so critical for the, to stand up, to have a voice, um, to to really feel empowered. And and how do we do that? You know, we we do that through the power of voice. And I think when when we harness that power of voice in our students, that awakens the power of self. And I think that students then once they, you know, once they harness that, once that that uh, Power of self is awakened, then the sky's the limit for them, honestly.
1: Yeah. What were those two numbers that you threw out? You said forty-two mm-hmm. yeah, so, percent.
0: Yep. New Mexico is graduating forty-two percent of their you know college population in computer yeah. science, and sixteen yeah. percent are female. And yeah. Those are pretty staggering numbers, alarming numbers, and there's an opportunity. There's a huge opportunity. There are, you know, a large number of tech companies that are trying to find a way to to get into Albuquerque, but we just don't have the talent pool. And I think, you know, we we we've done the research, we've looked at what opportunities there are for kids, and and this is it. This is the the avenue that that we've taken for for the school.
1: Very cool. Yeah, yeah. those are pretty staggering numbers. Um, So so our first question then is, what have you learned about yourself during this whole COVID-19 crisis?
0: What have I learned about myself? How much time do we have? Uh, (laughs) How many days? You know, this is, you know, one of my major takeaways from this entire experience has been that, you know, I've been isolated with my husband and that time is a gift that, you know, we've, we've been given the gift of time to really reflect, to learn, to process and reprioritize our relationships with family members or friends who we've, you know, perhaps lost touch with. Um, and now, this time has really allowed us to be creative in how we we reach out and we how do we stay connected with one another because that connectivity is just so essential, especially to our mental health. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I can't stress enough just what do we do with this time because it's really important. This experience, you know, just better, more well-rounded individuals um, on a personal level. You know, I've taken the time to. Repri- prioritize my own physical and my own like spiritual health um and you've been on this journey with me you know since since the very beginning and I, I've taken on the enormous and very worthy task very worthwhile task of leading and founding a school from the ground up and so in order for my team and I to be able to deliver on the ambitious goals and the promises that that we have made to our students and families um I need to be healthy we all healthy and Mm -hmm. maintaining a a healthy lifestyle is definitely something that I have at the forefront of my mind because I need to be at my best for the students and teachers that I'll be leading. Um, You know, the other huge growth and learning opportunity for me was one of grace. Um, There are many times where I just, I wasn't really productive. I sat on the couch and ate things that I shouldn't have eaten and as productive or, or diligent about my health as I should have been, and, and that's okay. I think we all need to have those moments. Uh, but what I've learned is that, you know, I should extend the, the same grace that I so readily extend to others. Um, and, you know, self-care has become kind of a, a cliche and somewhat of a buzzword during this, this quarantine, this isolation, but like I said previously, you know, if we can emerge from, from this healthier on all fronts, physically, mentally, spiritually, then I think that's the, the greatest gift that we can give to ourselves and the greatest gift to others that, that we encounter.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, so, that's true. So then question on to question number two, how have you responded to the situation? How has this whole thing kind of affected your plans? And, and ha- so what's been the mm-hmm. response from you and your team? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you know, the current state of our nation, and it, it goes beyond just the pandemic, right? Um, the current state of our nation is, is not that's lost on me as a, as a school leader and as a human being. You know, from the pandemic to the racial injustices that, um, that have always existed, we all know still exist, but they are now being captured on video and they're being widely on, on TV, on social media platforms, what, what we know about this is that now our children are being exposed and bombarded by this hatred, the, the devastation caused by, you know, the sins of our nation at, at a much grander scale than any of us on this call or anybody watching this video have ever been. Um, and as a collective society, we're, we're going to have to reckon with the social, emotional and mental health effects in the aftermath of all that has transpired in just a few short months. I mean, you think about, you know, the pandemic, the, the, you know, murder of Ahmaud Arbery, the, the murder of, you know, uh, members of our trans community, like this has all happened in just the past couple of months. And it's, it's happened previously, but for it to happen in, in this time, um, you know, that's, that's very traumatic for our students. And so the students who are going to be coming to us are, are completely different. And so, you know, mm-hmm. don't, don't possess the same coping skills that we do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, yeah, what-
2: I, I, I agree and, and disagree in that, that, that they can be more resilient because they see a hope they're, 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 they've, they're not as dulled as we are. So yes, it's a fresh raw pain, but from that, that it's been very insightful. I have two young men that I'm, I'm, I'm raising up and they, the perspective sometimes when they, when they will, they'll say something and I'll go, oh, right. Like, I forgot what it's like to be, sometimes I do forget what it's like to be 16, 17, 20 years old, because I'm old now.
0: (laughs) You're only as old as you feel.
2: (laughs) I'm almost 60. That's the litany in our house. You're almost 60, Um, which when I was 15, 16 years old was dead. I mean, right. Right. So it's yes, that they're, they're, they're being bombarded, but I think I pray, I hope that that other parents are having conversations like I'm having with my kids where we sit at the kitchen table and hash it out and talk it out. And who are you listening to and what are you doing about it? And what are you hearing and how are you interpreting that? And and how Mm -hmm. does it make you feel? And, and that kind of stuff. I mean, we get a lot of rolled eyeballs because you know, because when you're 16, yeah. I mean, your eyes automatically
0: do that. That's how they oh. relate to whatever it is that you're saying. So, yeah. Yeah. right. I, um, you're,
2: you're
0: absolutely. Right. So, yeah. Know, kids are definitely resilient. Um, you know, I've been in education for over 14 years, and I've been able to see that resiliency. Um, and so, yeah, you're absolutely right. But again, we're going to have to we ha- we're going to have to revamp our programming, our social emotional learning. Mm-hmm address those needs of, of our students who you know may or may not come from a good home life and now that unfortunately an extended stay in an abusive environment or a home environment that isn't conducive to you know the 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 things that, that you're equipping your your sons with right those convert those critical conversations to be able to unpack and, and really dissect what it is that they're feeling they're experiencing some some children just don't have that and so you know, that's where, that's where schools step in. That's where schools have to step in and really provide that that additional support outside of just the academics, right? Because we're not just academic institutions. We have to be all things to all kids. And and I'm I'm so happy and so honored and privileged to be able to do that for kids.
2: I think that this the pandemic has absolutely proven that fact. Because, you know, like before it was like, oh, you teachers, you're so whiny, blah, blah, blah. And now it's like, oh my God, I love that uh, there's a, there was a meme on Facebook it showed a, a soccer ball you know soccer mom's minivan and the back window said you said he was a pleasure to have in class you <laughs> lied because <laughs> right? people are getting a real close up like oh it isn't just two plus two is four it's right. have you eaten today well, you know um I noticed that your your shoes have holes in the bottom can we help with that I mean there's a whole world inside school that, that, um, when it's gone, when that was taken away, people were shocked at just how much we have as parents, as a society have kind of foisted over to the school because we're so busy trying to work and make, pay the bills and all that, that we've said, well, you know, you're there for eight hours a day, let them handle all that. And then suddenly it's like, oh, right. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, we, we still have a lot of work to do and in terms of, of education. And I think what this really did, you know, this pandemic really exposed the inequities that we all know exist in education. Not everybody has access, right? Not everybody has access from home. And so now we really have to, you know, rethink and reimagine and re-envision. Maybe it goes beyond that. Maybe it's more, you know, dismantling and, and making sure that, that all, of our, all of our families, all of our students have a fair shake. Right. While we have experienced a lot of challenges due to this pandemic, I think it's also important for us to you know how do we how do we ensure that if this happens again that our our families are supported, um, are supported, our teachers are supported, Um, and so those are those are the conversations, those are the things that I'm thinking about. Um, You know, our charter application that we submitted. To Albuquerque Public Schools is 369 pages. You heard me correctly, it's 369 pages. And, you know, I, I authored it in its entirety. And it's, it's a vision of, of a school where I believe and I know wholeheartedly that our students, the students that we will serve, are, are going to grow both socially and academically. Um, it's 369 pages of what has taken me years to to conceptualize of uh, a reimagining and a reengineering of what I believe the middle school experience should be for all students. Um, and now, you know, I'm taking a step back because you know I have to reenvision this initial vision. And maybe, it, like I said, maybe it's more about dismantling and, and really just rethinking about how do we how do we properly serve every demographic. Of, of the students that, that we will be.
1: Oh, uh oh, we have a freeze.
2: Isaac, you've frozen. Uh, hopefully he catches up.
0: be educating. Um, go, one of our core, mon- how about now? Are we good? You're, yeah, we're good. Go ahead, you're back. Perfect, one, wonderful. <laughs> I hate when I freeze up like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> that happens. Um, but I was, I was just saying that, you know, one of the, the core beliefs of, of our school that we're really proud of is that we we honor, we celebrate the identity and heritage and ambition of every child that, that walks through our door. Um, we'll celebrate that every day. We will be unapologetic about that. But the thing that I grapple with as, as a school leader is that that same identity that we celebrate, that same identity that we value and honor, um, may make you a target when you leave the confines, the safety of our school. Mm. And so, um, you know, I have, a, I have a huge responsibility, right? I have a huge responsibility to my students, to my families, and the community to ensure that every move that I make, every selection that I make, every text that I put in front of our students is, is culturally relevant, is, is reflective of the students that we serve, because that's, that's, how, we, that's how we change the, the landscape. You know, when we, when we talk about anti-racism work, that, that begins at, at the school level, that begins with education, that begins with um, our students opening up a book, opening, opening up their text or reading a, a piece of complex text and being able to read about themselves in that, um, where Black and brown history is not being whitewashed or it's not being erased from, from our history books. So, you know, those are the things, those are the moves, those are the decisions that I have to really be mindful of. Um, mm-hmm. Also, just thinking about the the teachers and the staff that I will be recruiting, that I will be placing in front of our students, that's really critical. Um, you know, do you, do you share the same beliefs, the same vision that we do as a school? And so, um, you know, I, I, I always hate when people say that schools can't be all things to families because I vehemently disagree. I think this has proven that, that we absolutely should be all things to, to all of our families. Um, oftentimes, families... Contact schools, and we're the first access to public resources that they have. And so
2: mm-hmm.
0: we need to be at the ready to, to make sure that we support our families. Um, you know, we're, we're here to support the entire child, and that means they're mm-hmm. well.
1: Right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, it, uh, that's an excellent way to approach the whole situation. I totally agree with you. Um, so, what does this look like then on the flip side moving forward then how you know you still have a lot of work to do and
0: yeah there's definitely a lot of work but you, so we'll take this entire next academic school year to really plan it's called the implementation year it's called the planning year and we'll do just that um you know one word that that continues to resonate for me during these times is, is one of hope
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know what we're seeing like I said, being played out live on, on social media and on TV is, is the divisiveness that still plays this country. And as a gay person of color, as an advocate for children, as a school leader, as an educator, um, am I an activist? 100%. You know, with a list like that, who who, who wouldn't be? <laughs> <laughs> right?
2: How many targets can you wear at one time? Right?
0: <laughs> How many boxes do I check off?
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And so you know I even even with all of those boxes <laughs> that I'm checking off, you know I have to interrogate my own allyship. you know how am I showing up both personally and professionally for the people that continue to be disenfranchised and, and, and marginalized mm-hmm. I, How can I continue to fight for the rights of, of others just as passionately as I, as I fight for my own rights, and' that's, that's true allyship that's the true definition of it and I think that this is a defining moment for us all. My husband and I, you know, we, we continue to show up and, and we do our best to be upstanding pillars of our community and we're, we're unafraid and unapologetic to speak up when it's absolutely necessary because we need those voices, we need those people in the room and in, in this space to, to speak up. Um, and Pam, I, I looked on your, on your Facebook and you had shared a couple of weeks ago, this graphic, this really beautiful graphic had a fist up, and it said, "You know, love hasn't won yet, and it—it it certainly hasn't. It really—and mm-hmm. hasn't. And, um, you know, we—we we can't rest, right? We can't rest. We can't let up until everyone is afforded the same rights. Um, professionally, at Vos Collegiate, we—we we lead again with that message of hope. We will take this year to reflect, to truly reflect on what's what's transpired in these last few months to really and in, help inform the decisions that. That we make as we continue to to design the best school possible, um, so that all of the students that walk through our threshold that day one in August of 2021 that they're they're each fully prepared to reach their limitless potential because they deserve it um, and they they so much more than that too.
1: Right. Right. How how many how many classes are you going to have? How many teachers? What what's the capacity? Do you know that at this point?
0: So year one, we're starting with 81 students. We'll start with three cohorts of 27 students at the sixth grade level. So we'll be recruiting and looking to fill those 81 seats um, here in the very near future. So we're, we're incredibly excited. Um, what we're looking at is, is a three-teacher model. So we'll, we'll, it'll be a, a small staff. Um, we'll have three teachers. Each teacher will have um, an instructional associate um, to help support the, the learning that happens in this classroom. So we'll be a small but mighty staff. And- and then by year we'll be at capacity with 270 students. So what we'll do is we'll we'll implement a slow growth model. So year one, 81 students starting small, starting conservatively, so that we, we can ensure that we're we're getting it right the first time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, wow. And when um, when imagine enrollment won't start for a while, but if somebody's interested in a teaching position or wants to be ready to be able to enroll. How do they go about? Like, what's your time frame for that?
0: We'll likely start the recruitment process in August. Uh, we were just approved in March, uh, March 18th, I believe, and then the governor shut down the state the following day. And so, <laughs> it's it's been it's been an interesting listen. This entire journey interesting, as Pam mentioned previously, and it continues to to unfold in very interesting ways. Um, and so our, our timeline, so we've, we've got a, a little bit of a, a much longer runway now, um, but we'll, we'll really start targeting student recruitment around August, uh, a pretty large social media presence. So please follow us at Vos Collegiate Prep, both on Instagram, on Facebook. If you are interested or you have any questions about the school, I am more than, I love talking about the school. This is I feel like this is all I eat and breathe, Voss. So. <laughs> um you can you can reach out to me at five seven five six zero five three five two seven or you can email me at irevassable at voscollegiateprep.org. dot org um and you can find all our contact information on our website as well and it's voscollegiateprep.org. Oh, wonderful.
2: fantastic wonderful yeah wow. so do you have anything no for- i yeah it's brilliant i can't wait to see. what you you come up with and how, how well it works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't wait to have. uh, Attitude towards it.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. I can't wait to have the chamber over and we can do a ribbon cutting ceremony and have you all over and uh, a tour of the school. I'm I'm incredibly excited. It's it's a privilege. It's a privilege to be able to do this work, to be able to educate students. Um, It's, it's an honor and it's, it's a lot of work, but it's, it's, it's worthwhile work.
1: Well, thank you, Isaac. Thank you. It's been a privilege to have you as a friend. It's been a privilege to have you as a guest on Three Essential Questions, sharing this very important information for the Albuquerque community. Can't say enough for it. So thank you for all of your efforts and hard work.
0: Well, thank you, Pam. Again, thank you for all of your support, Erica. Thank you for the uh, the humor, the dialogue, the, the entertainment today. So um, <laughs> great start to my morning. I love it.
1: Yay. Yay. All right. Well, everybody have a great week. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Lucky Landslots, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
2: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha,
1: in my dentist's office. More than once, actually.
2: Do
0: I have to say? Yes, you do.